All right, so switching up pace this week for something slightly different. Um, somebody asked me the other day, Miss B, how do I get a job? I was like, um, step one, apply. And they were like, I did, I did submit applications. I've submitted applications everywhere, like, but nobody calls me back. I haven't gotten an interview anywhere. Like, how do I get an interview for a job? I was like, oh, that's different. So step one is filling out the job application. Make sure you submit things. Make sure you get it done correctly, that kind of thing. Step two is the easiest way to weed out people who don't really care about working for you is by never calling them. The people who care are going to call you and they are going to check up on their application. They're going to see immediately as an employer which employees want to actually work for them and are going to take initiative. That's like your first interview process. Well, okay, second interview process right there. The first interview process is can you fill out the application correctly, okay? So you fill out the application correctly, you submit it. You give them a day or two and you call them. If you hand somebody an application, I would ask for who is the name of the person or what is the name of the person that I need to call to check on my application status with, or who can I be expecting a phone call from? When do they work next? When might they be in that kind of thing? The next step then is going to be actually calling them, following through with that phone call kind of thing. So make a phone call, let them know that you had submitted your application, that you are looking for a particular person if somebody gave you that name or not, and that's who was recommended to you to call and check on the application status. You're just curious, would they like to set up an interview? Or even better yet, just assume that they're going to set up an interview. So just call and wanted to make sure that, you know, you had a moment to look over my application. When would you be setting up interviews? When can I come in to interview? That kind of thing. If making phone calls is nerve-wracking for you, like it is for me, um, write out a script sometimes, or at least the questions of like, these are the questions that I need to ask, or these are the things that I need to say. It especially works well if you get to leave a voicemail. Sometimes leaving a voicemail is less nerve wracking than actually talking to somebody who picks up the phone. But write out, you know, hey, I'm calling on my application. I just want to check the status of it. Has anybody had time to look over it yet? When will interviews be? Don't be like, oh, do you think I'll be able to interview? Be proactive. When will interviews be so that way I can, you know, show up, that kind of thing. Um, So that is the second step. First step is submit your application. Second step is call them and follow up. Then the third step would be hopefully you get an interview. So once you have your interview, you're going to be asked different questions. Some of the questions are going to be very straightforward of where did you work last? Tell me about your work experience. What are your plans for the next five years? That kind of thing, depending on where you are at in your career and where you're at in your job hunt will determine kind of maybe which questions you might get asked. Um, I used to, once upon a time, I worked in a restaurant. Another time I worked in retail at a mall. Like there's all sorts of different places that you're going to work and different questions that you're going to be asked. But most places are going to ask you um, some questions that kind of require, I guess, a story or an explanation. So for example, it might be, you know, tell me a time you disagreed with a coworker and how you handled that situation and how it resolved itself or whatever. 
And there's this fancy method. If you Google it, it's called the star method. And it's actually pretty handy. And it helps you remember things that you need to be able to mention. So the star method is situation, task, action, result. So if you're asked like, hey, tell me about a time that you had a conflict with a coworker and how it got resolved, set the situation. So where were you working? What were you doing? What was your job position? What was their job position? Who was this other person? Don't speak negatively about that other person necessarily. Don't be like, oh my gosh, I could not work with that biatch. Like it was so horrible. Like, no, don't do that. Don't badmouth a coworker. We had differences of opinions and it was difficult for us to get along when we were on shift together. That is a way more proper way of saying this. But so set, set the situation. Where were you working? What were you doing? What was their position? How did you interact with this person? That kind of thing. And then a task. So that's what were you responsible for? So like, for example, I worked at a retail store and I was responsible for running cashiers or running the cash registers. I was cashier for restocking items, for pulling items for customers from the back, for, you know, organizing and keeping the store clean, that kind of thing. And I had a coworker who also had the same position and we often clashed on, you know, whose turn it was to do different things or whatnot. So you're setting the task, the action. So, you know, we had a conflict of keeping track of whose turn it was to vacuum that night. And so our action that we took was we sat down and we discussed it. We came up with a schedule. We came up with, you know, if it was an odd day, it was my day. If it was an even day, it was her day, whatever it is, come up with how you did it. And then the result. So after that, you know, we had no more conflicts or even it could have been after that, you know, I upheld my end of the bargain she struggled sometimes or, you know, maybe it just didn't work out because I always worked even days and she never worked odd days or something of that nature. Um, but how did it work? Did you have to go back and revamp the plan? Like what exactly did you do? So if you have prior work experience, you're going to have probably some stories or thoughts that you can use to answer these questions because a lot of them are going to ask you about prior work experiences. If you are just starting out first thing, or maybe you're switching from like, I don't really want to talk about my retail experience because I'm going to be in the professional world, which is not always smart, just so you know. Um, but let's say you're just starting out and you don't have any work experience to talk about. That can be kind of tricky, but I can guarantee you, you've always had a situation that fits the questions. So for example, if they ask you something about like, tell me about your proudest professional accomplishment, but it's your first job. If you're going into like retail, they're probably not going to ask you that question unless you're trying out for a manager position or something like that, in which case you should probably have some experience under your belt. But let's say they do. Let's say you get some crazy person who asks you at your very first ever job interview Tell me about your proudest professional accomplishment. Think back to something that you are proud of, whether it be an academic accomplishment or a personal goal that you reached or something that you achieved in your life so far that you can be proud of. It could even be learning to ride a bike. Like, I am really proud of the fact that I learned to ride my bike. Star method. Set the scene. I was, you know, five years old. 
and I loved watching my sisters ride their bikes and the freedom that they had and tell them something about your sisters, right? So you set the scene, the task, like I really, really wanted to learn my, to ride my bike without training wheels. Like that was my goal. And that is what I set out to achieve the actions I took. I was out there every day after school. Okay. I was five. Um, hold on. When you make up stories, sometimes it gets a little crazy. So yeah, you go to kindergarten when you're five. I was out there every day after school, riding my bike, my training wheels on at first. And then after a week I asked, you know, asked my parents to raise them up. So that way I wasn't relying on them as much, but I wasn't quite ready to let go just yet. And after another week of every day after school practicing for a good half hour, you know, then I had them take the training wheels off, but I was still nervous. You know, I fell a couple times, but I always made sure I had my helmet on, that kind of thing. And the result was, you know, I went on to be able to follow my sisters that summer and we rode bikes everywhere. And I was really proud of that accomplishment. And it really shows that I am dedicated and I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to put forth the effort needed and required to learn a task at hand. Okay. So there I even related it back to how it might help me in that job position, if that makes sense. So it could be something as simple as riding a bike and how that really helped you and how you're proud of it. But don't just make something up, like tell an honest story, even if it's a stretch of how it fits. Sometimes that's better than lying about something. Okay. Um, now something I did when I was starting to interview again and get back into the interview job application world after working at the same place for a while, I was really nervous and I crashed and burned one of my interviews. It was so bad. Okay. Um, advice learned from that one is always do your research about where you're applying. So look something up. So whenever you're a teacher and you show up at an alternative high school for a job interview, it's helpful to know that before you get to the job interview. That was, uh, my bad. We'll just go with that one. But so do some research about the place that you're interviewing, make sure you have questions ready to ask, even if it's something simple about a policy or I don't know, just something crazy. I've often with schools, I go through their, their student handbooks. If I find one on the website and I look and read and I try to find something, um, one school I asked about their discipline policy, what it meant by something in particular. And I turned out, I really enjoyed that part of the discipline policy, that kind of thing. Um, so where was I? Make sure you do your research about the place that you're applying. If you have prior work experience, draw on it. If you don't, think of things in your life that relate to that. That's where I was going with this. Um, when I was getting back into the interview world, like I was saying, I wasn't so sure what they would ask me. And so I went online and I just started Googling like possible interview questions, professional interview questions, retail interview questions, like whatever you're going into, you could specialize looking up those interview questions, but there's a pretty usual set of interview questions. And I found a list of them. I think I had like a hundred questions and I went through and I thought about each one and I thought like, Hey, could I think about this answer on the fly? Yeah. I'm going to skip it. If the answer was no, like I would take some time to think about it. I would jot down some notes. Like I literally typed up the answers to these questions and just going through them and having to try to think of something that would relate to answering that question really helped me not need as much think time 
in the interview. I wasn't caught off guard by some of the questions, if that makes sense. They recycle the questions. They might be asked slightly differently, but they're pretty similar. So especially if you're getting into like the career world where you're wanting to be, where like you've done your education and like you're starting in a business that you want to stick with kind of thing, they're going to ask you more complex questions than just a retail job or a restaurant job, that kind of thing. So Google, just Google interview questions and they will give you lots of answers or lots of questions. They might also ask you or tell you on Google if you find some different interview questions sites that like, here's how you should answer this question or here's what this question is actually asking you. It's like the old, which came first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing. It has nothing to do with chickens and eggs. That question actually is asking you whether or not you believe in evolution or creationism, which is pretty fascinating. If you believe in evolution, you're going to say that the um, egg came first because the egg was laid and then hatched and then the chicken came first or it came next type of thing. And so whatever bird it evolved from laid the egg that had the chicken in it, that kind of thing. And if you believe in creationism, then you believe that the chicken was made which then laid the egg and carried on the chicken race, whatever, chicken species, I guess. This is why I don't like teaching biology. But so some of the questions have deeper meanings. Some of them are also just goofy to see if you have a sense of humor and can take a joke kind of thing. Like what kind of, if you were a cookie, what kind of cookie would you be kind of thing? It's just to see how creative you are and how goofy you might be and how relaxed you are. But seriously, like prep some of those questions especially ones asking you to draw on tough experiences, things that you're proud of, accomplishments. Um, conflict resolution is a big one. Um, collaboration skills is a big one. So when I taught middle school, it was all about the four C's, communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. And there are job interview questions out there galore that want to see how well you communicate. That's a job interview right there, just so you know how well you can communicate your thoughts how well you can collaborate, so how well you work with others. I can't think of a job out there where you don't have to communicate or work with somebody else at some point in time, even if it's the HR person setting up your payroll stuff. Then there's also um, critical thinking, so how well are you problem solving? That's why we take classes like math and physics, just so you know. It's not can you set up an equation, it's can you do step by step, but can you figure out which steps to take when necessary? It's a problem solving class. Um, and then creativity. Can you think outside the box? So if I ask you what kind of cookie are you going to be, are you going to be a plain old chocolate chip? If you are, make sure you have a really good story as to why you want to be a chocolate chip cookie. Otherwise, think of something unique and creative, you know, something that describes yourself. It's a weird one. But if you want a task, there you go. Start with that question. If you were, could be any type of cookie, what kind of cookie would you be and why? All right, that is all that I have for today little bit longer than usual, but we'll see how that goes. But hopefully you got something important out of this about how to get a job beyond the application. Like what's the next step? Don't forget, get a name if possible, not always possible. Call them. Make sure they received your application. Check in. When is the interview going to be? When can I plan on setting this up kind of thing? Don't ask them if you get an interview. Just assume it. Okay. Also, like, follow, download. I am over a hundred downloads. I'm so excited. This is episode six and I'm at a, over a hundred downloads. Also watch out this summer after school ends and I'm on summer break and being mom, I am going to try and get some merchandise up, try and get some stickers made. It'll be fun. We'll see what happens, but like, follow, download, share, 
make me go viral. Let's do this.